Welcome to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Coming to you from Dallas, Texas. Here's your host, Tim Wilkins. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another awesome episode live from Podcast Movement in Denver, Colorado this week. Because yours truly is at a podcast convention. Because why the hell not? We're talking about NASCAR this week, and we have playoff implications. And I am joined by the co-host of all co-hosts, the man who has no plan other than just shit down these drivers' necks. I am joined by Chris joining me again once again for another fun-filled week of tomfoolery and semantics. Chris, thank you for joining me as always. But it is good I, to be here. I think this week is a kind of a, if you're a NASCAR fan, I think arguably could be a make or break week. Obviously, in the media, we're hearing from Mr. Bob Hawkrass about the Denny Hamlin contract issue with Gibbs. But that's not the topic today. We're talking about it is the end of the regular season better known as many people who work in the NASCAR industry of, yay, we got 12 more weeks of winter, or I mean NASCAR. And so <laughs> let's talk about it in a serious way. We're down to the nitty-gritty here. Who makes the playoffs? Who goes home and drives around in circles for no other reason other than a paycheck? Chris, I, I think we'll be remiss here. We can kind of go through the driver list of who's in. And then we're gonna kind of go through the bubble. What do you think about that? Who do you think? Who do you think out of the roll of the dice drivers this week in Daytona, which arguably is the most roll of the dice tracks you'll ever drive and have a race at, be the barn burner that's going to be? So, Chris, I want to hear your thoughts a little bit on what you think, who you're looking forward to maybe in the playoffs when we get to that part. But are you happy the regular season in NASCAR is coming to a dramatic close yeah i mean i think uh i think this saturday's race will be uh could have the potential to be a really really good show um when you look at the at the points um and and the implications obviously as you mentioned i mean base essentially you have one driver you have one driver or sorry of the, the uh, 15 drivers who are locked in um and so basically you have the remaining drivers racing for one playoff spot, and then uh, the 16th place driver, Bubba Wallace, trying to uh, keep himself in the points, uh, keep himself in that bubble spot. So just real quick, we'll look at the drivers who are locked in right now on points. Sure, uh, sure thing. I think we want the list, or you want you, you got it there ready for you. Yeah, I got it pulled up right now. So okay. uh, so I guess two things here. We'll also look at the bubble spot, but we also need to – to factor into the regular season champion who gets an additional 15 bonus points, which that comes in handy, uh, especially in the first opening couple rounds. If you have a good amount of playoff points leading in on top of those playoff points, you can almost not necessarily, I mean, you, you can't dog it in the first, in the round of 12 or maybe even in the round of eight, but you have quite a big cushion. So uh, Martin tricks jr. Is the, is the current points leader. This, this is the actual point standings. This is not the, um, playoff standings, so it might be a little. It's a little bit different. So Martin Truex Jr. is the points leader. Um, he he's obviously locked in with his three wins. Denny Hamlin second. William Byron is third. William Byron 
with five victories on the year, but they did have that big points penalty earlier in the season. Um, right now, he does lead in terms of playoff points with 28 playoff points. Christopher Bell's fourth. Kyle Larson, fifth. Brad Keselowski, even though without a, even though he does not have a win, he technically is sixth in points right now, um, but he is locked in uh, based on his finish last week in Watkins Glen. Chris Busher, who won... Um, who won early one recently uh, at Michigan? He's seventh. Ross Chastain won at Nashville is eighth. Ryan Blaney won at won the sixth Coke, uh, the Coca Cola six hundred ninth. Kevin Harvick's locked in on points. Kyle Busch he has three wins this year. He's technically eleventh in points. Uh, Tyler Reddick won at won in Austin. Uh, Joey Logano won in Atlanta. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. He's fifteenth in points, but is locked in with his Daytona five hundred victory. And then uh, right now the lowest points getter who but is locked in is Michael McDowell down in 17th, but he's locked in based on his win at the um, at the uh, Indy Road Course two weeks ago. So right now the the bubble spots held by Bubba Wallace. I think he has about a 30. It's uh, he's got a 24. Point, it shows 30. It shows 32 points right now. 32. 32 yeah, 32 point. He's got a 32 point lead right now over 17th place. So, um, you know, essentially he, yeah, he doesn't have to necessarily win the race. I mean, if he wins it, that would be obviously probably, it'd be perfect for him, but he doesn't necessarily need to win the race, but, um, you know, a strong night, I think would probably get him, uh, safely there if there is not a new winner. Um, but you have guys like Daniel Suarez, Ty Gibbs, who's been actually running a lot better. AJ Allmendinger, and, you know, then, then two Hendrick drivers who are outside the points right now, Alex Bowman, who's down right now, uh, he's 20th in points. And then obviously Chase Elliott, who, um, you know, will probably be a, a topic of discussion during this this episode, who sits 21st in points, um, you know, heading in. But then you look at also Austin Sindrick, who, you know, Daytona 500 winner, Justin Haley, who, you know, did win this race a couple of years ago. Uh, Ryan Priest, Eric Almarola, former uh, former winner of the, uh, the the summer race at Daytona. Eric Jones, another former winner. Austin Dillon, former Daytona 500 winner. So there's, uh, um, you know, Chase Briscoe. He's 31st in points. It's hard to believe, but you can't, you know, you really can't. There's really no one you can really count out out of that group of guys. Corey LaJoy, who's been pretty good on, on the on the super speedway tracks as well. So, um I think, I think I think I think we will be remiss if we didn't talk about just the fact of the matter that NASCAR made the scheduling change to basically encourage this roll of the dice, and that anybody can make the playoffs here at the very last race before uh, the, the playoffs start. Because there's, like you mentioned, there we can go through the list of drivers again, but I think you pretty much topped them out with with drivers. Uh, that are uh, playoff potential. As much as I am a, I would say a diehard Jeff Gordon fan, we I think I need to discuss this briefly. Hendrick Motorsports, whatever happened at Watkins Glen is their own business, and they will handle that internally. Alan Gustafson is not going anywhere off that pit box anytime soon. So for all you haters on social media, need to get off your little soapbox. That man ain't going anywhere. So, last time, I'll say it again, he ain't going nowhere. It was a mistake. It happens in racing. Is it bad? You're damn right it is. But guess what? Mistakes do happen. These guys are human beings. And uh, that's a sport. You, you don't come to play. If you don't come to play, you can't have an opportunity to win. So, 
That being said, Chris, I think it's remiss that we don't kind of go into this in a sense. I, I'm not a crazy Bubba Wallace fan. Uh, I'm just not. Neither of us are. I, I don't think any it would be remiss here. I'll be very, I guess people can call me whatever they want to call me, but that man can drive a car maybe to a top 25. That's what all Bubba Wallace has to do. He's drive around the track and get himself a top twenty-five finish, and he's locked in. If if there is no, if there's not a first time uh, a, a new winner, well, I, I mean, re- <clears throat> legitimately, that's just the scenario. But Daytona does not allow you to drive around there at, to be a top twenty-five car by the end of it. You see, guys, every single time a Daytona race comes out, you see a Ricky Stenhouse, a Michael McDowell. Which, by the way, Michael McDowell's victory at the Road Course of Indianapolis, we had not talked about. It is a very, very awesome experience to see a guy like him win a race like that and do it in a very handed fashion. Oh, better known as, as just a good old country ass whooping. That yeah. would be watched. And so I was actually very excited to see that because I haven't seen that in NASCAR in a very long time. But yeah, and, and it, I, yeah, real quick, touch, touching on that, I mean, I think that also, I mean, I know we, a lot of people have, you know, have been have been very critical of this car, you know, from a, from a safety aspect, from a competition aspect, just just you know everything that's kind of gone into this new car here in the last couple of years. But I think we'd be remiss to say, I mean, the the that victory for Michael McDowell, Front Row Motorsports, you know, a small team, um, you know, beating the likes of of Hendrick and Joe Gibbs Racing and and Team Penske. I mean, <laughs> excuse me. With with um <clears throat> with without a car like that, it, the op, you know if we were looking at this the old car the, the generation six car, I think the chances of that happening are pretty slim to none. Just because obviously they just don't have the you know the the um the tools the equipment. I mean even even now they're still at an, you know rather even though it's a spec car in a lot of ways. I mean they're still at somewhat of a disadvantage compared to he, uh, he, he talks about that at the at, at, yeah. at, 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 at uh, you know. Danny's podcast. Uh, Danny's podcast. They were conduct uh, detrimental, and, and and I'll be remiss. I mean, I hate saying that word remiss, but it, it's really down to this: Can Chase Elliott win the race? Does he have the skill? Absolutely. There's no question about it that he has the skill to win a race. The problem is he's never won at Daytona. He's won at Talladega. He has never won at Daytona. Which, by the way, any NASCAR, any NASCAR fan can tell you, Daytona is a monster of and of itself. It is a the great Dale Earnhardt took many times to win the Daytona 500, many times. Twenty his, years. Took his, twenty years to win it. His son, his son was arguably probably one of the best uh, plate track drivers of all time. His, him and Michael Waltrip at DEI during that time frame was arguably during the 2000s were a very great team. So when you look at Chase Elliott here, do I think he has the opportunity to win? Yes. Unfortunately, he's going to be a victim of his own demise because you can't be the level of aggression in that race ramps up as the race goes on. Anyone that's ever watched Daytona knows yeah, you got different guys out front that you normally don't see out front. You got different guys when they're going, when they're not going to go. But the difference of the car now makes everything different. And I, I don't think he has it. Nothing personal against him as a person. 
I just don't think Chase Elliott's going to do anything substantial to win that race. Uh, I, I don't think he's going to do it. Ty Gibbs, however, and this might blow your socks off here, Chris. I think he does. I think he has it. I think he has the killer instinct to do it. And that's a unique way to put it for me. I am not a Toyota fan by no imagination. I'm not a Gibbs fan by any means of the imagination either. But I think he has the killer drive if he wants to do it. The difference is, though, if he wins, he knocks out his teammate Bubba Wallace, which there might be a yeah. little bit, there might be a little bit of a, a thing there. But um, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I think I think I think what we're going to see on Saturday that's going to be interesting and and um, the you know we've seen it really it, it's become more prominent here probably say the last five to six years and on the super speedway tracks um, has been the manufacturer alliances. So um, I think, I think the manufacturer alliances are going to be huge this weekend. I mean, if you're, if you're a Ford team, I think the, I think the thought of the Fords working, you know, and I think both manufacturer and team, I mean, if you're, if you're Penske right now, the, the goal is to get Austin Sindrick into the playoffs. So Ryan Blaney, Joey Logano, you're not leaving the back bumper of that two car um, the whole race. Uh, you look at Hen- Hendrick Motorsports is kind of an interesting spot because you got two cars that are outside the playoffs. So, you know, the idea that now they've got to figure out which, uh, you know, whoever's in position, which, uh, which one, um, you know, whoever's in position, they got to make sure they get in. So, you know, William Byron and, and, um, <clears throat> and Kyle Larson are going to be, you know, they're going to be at the mercy of their teammates uh you know to try and get and 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 chase elliott obviously to get those to get their teammates in you know like a a track house obviously just a two-car operation but you know ross chastain's going to be working as hard as he can to get um daniel suarez in so i think both the manufacturer and the team alliances are going to be really really big um you know that last restart um is going to be interesting as you know with with the choose rule on super speedways now this year where you know where it was you know now teams can you know you can basically kind of get lined up behind your teammates and stuff so it's going to be uh it's going to be an interesting race on 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 saturday night for sure because there's definitely a lot of uh a lot of storylines to go along with it yeah i think we we need to talk about one more storyline here that's kind of wasn't talked about much in the brief topic of the start of the, of the podcast, but it, it was the the regular season champion getting the additional 15 points. And I think legitimately you're going to see a lot of those other guys you just mentioned, the, the Ford, and the teammates, and, and the things along those lines. When it, when push comes to shove, when you're less than the lap, two laps to go, you're going to see the claws come out and you're going to see a different mentality. It depends on who's left. Obviously, by the time we get less than 20 laps to go, the field can and will might be, you know, destroyed. That's one thing about Tony Stewart has many infamous quotes about it, about plate racing and restricted track and restricted plate racing. You know, it's lining back up again, let them crash again. You know, these guys, when it comes less than 20 laps to go, they're going to make the instincts to try to win and get themselves lined up in position, especially with less than two laps to go. Do you see a regular? Do you see a guy that's locked in, potentially trying to win that race down the line, to lock in some more points? Maybe there, maybe a guy that's maybe towards the back of the playoff standings, trying to win that race that maybe helps secure him in the round of eight or even the round of twelve. 
Uh, oh yeah, no. So, I, mean, I, I think I think for sure. Sorry, apologies over here. I'm a little bit of an allergy uh, allergy thing going on. on <laughs> oh, look, but, don't feel uh, bad. I'm in a mile high stadium right now. This is re- good luck breathing. <laughs> yeah, um, but there, I I do I do think that yeah. I mean, if you're if you're locked into the playoffs, you know, and you have the ability to win the race, you know, I I mean, you got to. I mean, that's five. That's five. That's five playoff point. You know, five playoff points. You don't want to leave on the. You know, you don't want to leave on the um, on the table. I mean, that's huge. I mean, you got to factor in, you know, if you look at it for the most part and I, I'd have to you'd have to pull numbers and look at it. But, you know, on average, most guys who, you know, who win a championship or in the playoffs, I mean, they're going to have they're going to have one at least one bad race in the playoffs. Um, you know, I think that the goal for any team is obviously if you can win, I mean, and we could talk more about it as the playoffs begin, but I think the, I think that the the biggest the biggest races, in my opinion, um, <clears throat> or the biggest rounds, or, or in my or I guess biggest races in each of the rounds. Um, you know, I think if you come out and win Darlington, that's huge. I mean, it just starts your playoffs strong. You come out and win Darlington, you don't you don't really have to worry about the next two races, and um, you know you can put all that focus into the round of twelve. And everybody says the biggest, you know, the biggest race of the, um, you know, besides uh, um, is that first race in the round of eight, um, which I believe I shouldn't know. Yeah. yeah so, I, it, you know, when you look at the playoffs and, and, and each of the each of the rounds, I mean, obviously the biggest race, you know, I think start off the playoffs winning at Darlington. I, that's huge. You know, you basically don't have to worry about Kansas or worry about Bristol, which is a big uh you know, I wouldn't say is as big of a of a wild card as Talladega or the Roval is, but um, you know, just knowing that that it doesn't come down to that, um, you know, being able to round to twelve when you look at it, being able to win at Texas is huge because then you have two wild cards in Talladega and Charlotte, and then that round of eight, you know, which last year Joey Logano was able to do it. And, you know, he wins in Vegas, and that basically gives him and his team essentially two uh, two weeks not to not to dog it but to also say all right now we put all of our focus on phoenix so that's uh you know that's huge so you look at those races there and you know if you can if you can win the first race in each of the rounds i mean that just makes your kind of makes your road to the play you know your road road to phoenix uh even easier it's almost it's almost like not having a necessarily having a first round bye but you know, it makes it makes sure just makes everything a lot easier when you're able to especially win those couple races that keeps you out of a uh, out of a, a wild card scenario um, and or, you know, coming down to uh, Homestead and then and then Martinsville to close it to close out for the championship race. So, I mean, not to ask a question here, but do you see Jace Elliott winning this Saturday or do you see a guy like maybe one of the the non-winners, the other other drivers, maybe potentially stealing the show and getting themselves locked in. Do you, do you yeah. see Chase? Do you see Chase doing it, or is it one of these guys like Ty Gibbs or Eric no, Almola or you know Justin Haley, yeah, even AJ Allmendinger? You know, um, you know some of these guys. You know, I mean, you look, you look at the perspective of this, you know. From from a NASCAR standpoint, do they want Chase Elliott in the in in the playoffs? Just from a an eyeballs or a you know of a, a fan perspective, absolutely. Um, you know, Chevrolet has strength in numbers, 
you know, so they are going to put, you know, Chevrolet obviously is going to put heavily focused on their, basically their A team, which is Hendrick Motorsports, you know, now granted Hendrick Motorsports has two cars outside. I would tend to believe that the focus would be if, if you were to, you know, if you were to say to someone, you know, Hendrick, who would you rather have Chase Elliott or Alex Bowman? I mean, the, 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 you know, the, the thought, the notion that they would not, you know, would probably say Chase Elliott. I mean, that is, that's who they would want. So yeah, can Chase do it? Absolutely. I mean, obviously he's said he's won on, he's won, you know, he won at Talladega. So he hasn't went on a super speedway. I mean, you can also say Atlanta because Atlanta, <clears throat> excuse me, races like a super speedway as well now. So, um, you know, so yeah, I think there's no, you know, but again, it is such a crapshoot with the way this race is. I mean, you look at last two Daytona 500 winners, uh, you know, Ricky Stenhouse here and Austin Sendrick. I mean, it's, and you know, you can go back to 2021 and, um, <clears throat> and, and Michael McDowell. So, you know, essentially you had three surprise winners, uh, in the Daytona 500. So, you know, there's definitely, uh, definitely a lot to be had here in terms of, uh, I mean, I, I think, I think everybody's got a shot out of all those guys of who can, uh, who can do it for sure. I think would be, uh, we'd be very, very subjective and not observationally, or, you know, I would say, what do you want to call it? Uh, we wouldn't be biased if, if I would say that, uh, as much as I enjoy watching the race be a complete, you know, crash show, I, I would hope for a, a clean race, <laughs> but that doesn't happen at Daytona. So it, it just doesn't because guys get, they block. I think the, the reputation that Joey Logano has for blocking gets him in trouble. <laughs> and, and so, but these alliances are going to be very crucial. I think going forward, um, especially in the playoffs as well. Uh, but yeah. the drivers, and I think we got an organization like he, that if he doesn't have Austin centric in there, Austin Cedric's going to do his very best to kind of obviously help out the two other guys inside the playoffs. Maybe or Harrison Burton. At, or, 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 yep, or Harrison uh, at Talladega down the road. So we'll, we'll be seeing a lot of that, I think, maybe even not just Daytona, but we'll see it at, at Talladega uh, later on in the fall. It, and that's where I think a lot of it, unfortunately, is the downside to this car. And I, I, I don't think it's a a bad thing necessarily to have alliances and to, to be, you know, taking care of your teammates in a sense. I just think it's, uh, it, it goes back to the old school way of we're going to be playing points and that's the way you want it. And that's the way it should be. A guy that's dominant throughout the regular season shouldn't have to worry about <laughs> winning the championship in the, at the end of the regular season. I, I think who, who will be the regular season champion though, Chris, do you, do you have anybody, any prediction there you think? Is there enough I mean, of a point I mean, lead there? I mean, Truex has a 39 point lead. Um, okay. You know, I think, I think, I think it's all, I mean, unless something crazy happens, I think it's going to be pretty difficult for Truex not to win. Okay. I, don't, I don't know what the scenarios are. If Denny needs to win and Truex needs to finish outside the top 30, <clears throat> excuse me, for it to happen. But, um, but yeah, I think I, I, I tend to believe I'm, I'm going to go probably with a 19 car. To, to win it i mean i think and even denny alluded to it on i think maybe it was it was either this week or last week where he said he's like man i'd love to have those 25 points back from the you know which i totally disagree with the penalty but he would love to have those points back because i think you know he'd only be 14 points out right now um which is a much more and i, I think <clears throat> i both can agree on this opinion 
that that penalty should not have been even happening, and the penalty of William Byron sustained and got revoked early in the year should have stayed there because I'm sorry. But Denny Hamlin didn't do anything that any other driver, any sports person hasn't done before. So um, it's it's sad when that kind of stuff happens. Chris, I, I appreciate you joining me, man. I think it's best to wrap it up here on this discussion, and I think hopefully we have a great race. We have a great beginning well, of. The well, race. I guess hey, one, one last thing before we wrap it up. Who's who is uh who's gonna be who's gonna be our uh, who's gonna be our picks to get in get in that sixteenth spot? I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Ty Gibbs. Uh, I'm gonna be the dark horse on that one. I go with Ty Gibbs in the sixteenth pick, which would basically mean that uh, you know he's looking for his first Cup win still. So I think the kid the kids look for something. That's just playoff implications. He's looking for something bigger. And uh, I think he has it. He has that killer instinct that he, I think this might be a good opportunity to do it. Uh, a good roll of the dice. My, my second pick, I'll make two, if you, if you, you know, permit me here. The second one I make is Eric Amarola. And, that was, yeah. And I think Amarola is a unique player in all of this that a lot of people are underestimating. And, um, He's still in really good, solid equipment there at Stuart Haas. Um, I also, I think Stuart Haas needs to make a play in the playoffs. Um, and it would be a down year for them if they don't have anybody in the playoff picture. So um, I think those are my two picks. Uh, definitely uh, interested to hear yours, but I think uh, those are my two. Ty Gibbs and Eric, either Eric Romarola, So I'm going to go. I'm gonna go. Hey, me to steal one of yours, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Again, not a huge fan of him. I'm, I'm gonna go Bubba Wallace for if we're doing two picks. I'm gonna go Bubba Wallace. Um, you know, he's again, he's been really good on the plate tracks. Um, he's got. I mean, he's got a. You know, he's got points in hand. You know, so it's not like he's. You know, he's playing at a total deficit. So. Um, I'm gonna go Bubba Wallace, and then I'm gonna go. I'm gonna pick a Ford because the Fords have been really good on the plate tracks. I'm gonna go. I think here. I, I know you don't want to do pregnant pauses on radio sh- on a on a podcast. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna go. Uh, Man, Amarola was a good pick. Uh, I don't know why. All right, I'm going to change mine here. I'm going to go Daniel Suarez. So I'm going to go Bubba Wallace or Daniel Suarez. I want to make sure you're, you're. Are you sure you don't got COVID with that pick? <laughs> All jokes aside. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I don't. Uh, I, I can understand why you picked Suarez there, but I, I don't. But hey, it is what it is, buddy. And. Uh, I think we'll be solid here. I think we'll wrap it up here. I appreciate everybody joining us. Um, I think the best part about this is that we're going to have a really good race on Saturday, and we're going to watch the end of the regular season and then roll into one of the arguably the crown jewels uh, of the entire sport, and that is the Southern 500 uh, in two weeks after that, which is really cool. Um, this is for, for a sports fan standpoint. I always enjoy going to Darlington myself. It's uh, it's a great opportunity for race fans, if you are a race fan, to enjoy that racetrack and that community. And 
Chris, I appreciate you joining me, buddy. Um, we'll catch you guys on the next one. Next episode, by the way, next topic is going to be the preview of the NFL season. We make our picks on who's going to win the division and who our Super Bowl picks are going to be. We're calling it out now at the beginning of the season. It's going to be a good episode. Appreciate you joining us. Everyone have a good rest of your week. Stay classy. Appreciate everybody. 38, 34. All right. You good, buddy? Yeah, man. All good. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Yankee Cowboy Podcast. Feel free to follow us on social media via Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Facebook.